0: Normally, at this time, we would stand and sing the sequence hymn. However, uh, we're going to do the sermon and the gospel a little differently today because I want to give you some context for the gospel and for the sermon by telling you a little bit about uh, what we have been doing over the past week. So, uh, for those of you who weren't here last week, we last left our heroes, being blessed by the bishop, to survive six nights on the floor as uh, we took a group of young people and older people to West Virginia on a mission trip. And St. Peter's has done seven mission trips. This is the seventh trip. And what a wonderful and valuable experience it is to do these trips. So Carl Danjo, with his magic web surfing abilities got on the internet and our brethren, the Methodist, have service places where you can go and take service mission teams. And the kids decided that they wanted to go somewhere where the accent was different. So we went to West Virginia, which is about as far as we could drive uh, without and making sure the accent was different. And we were actually seven miles from Maryland into West Virginia. The first site we went to, we worked on a woman's roof. She had a flat roof. It was in town. Her, her roof was just rotted with water. And it had multiple layers. It had tar, it had particle board, it had rubber. And um, so we took the roof off. It took us almost all day. The particle board was like oatmeal. It was a heavy duty, hot, hard job. Uh, We had four youth with us, ages 13, 15, 17, and 18. And they worked. Um, Everyone worked. If we asked somebody to do something, they just did it. It was the best group, phenomenal group. And we had four adults. We had Jen Horton, we had Carl and Donna, Danjo, and myself. So there were eight of us. And we cleared that roof off and picked up bags of, of tar and heavy shingles. What we did to prepare for the sermon, we went through the gospel. We read the gospel, which you will hear in just a minute. We read the gospel reading, and I asked everyone to pick a verse that spoke to them. And everyone picked a different verse. And then I said, well, look at this verse and see how it connects with the work that you have been doing this week. So they um, figured that out. And that's what I'm going to read the gospel to you. Listen closely to the gospel. And then we will read, each person will read their verse, and then they will talk about how it connected to the week. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Then the Jews began to complain about him, because he said, I am the bread that comes down from heaven. They were saying, is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How can he now say I have come down from heaven? Jesus answered them, do not complain among yourselves. No one can come to me unless drawn by the Father who sent me, and I will raise that person up on the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they shall all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father except the one who is from God. He has seen the Father. Very truly I tell you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that comes down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever, and the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. The gospel of the Lord. you, Lord You may be seated. Okay, do not complain among yourselves. The reason that the Allegheny Mountain Houses ended up restoring a mansion in Kaiser and the Allegheny Mountain Houses is the um, rehab houses, the reason they ended up restoring a mansion in Kaiser versus some other place is that um, the people in other towns said, not in my backyard. So um, Kaiser is now blessed with having a place where um,
1: those who need help can get the help that they need. Whoever believes in me will have eternal life. The men and women we met while working at the halfway house shared our stories and their struggles with us, who they were in the beginning, in their past, and their addiction, who they ended up being after they had gone through NA and AA. Ed had gone through AA, Um, he had gone to college for 16 years, he had, right, he had three master's degrees, and was just a wonderful person, but talked about how he had been given an ultimatum of, you have a lengthy jail sentence, or you can go to AA, and he chose, oh no, he chose NA, he's NA, and he changed his life around, and now works on the halfway house, and tries to provide the same... Um, opportunities for other people to change their lives. Chris is 33 and he um, had battled with alcohol addiction for 20 years and same thing, chose to change his life around and now through our experiences with them and interactions with them we're able to see how they're dedicating their lives to having eternal life for other people and so we were able to see how Jesus Christ can give you eternal life on earth as well and in heaven.
2: Mine was, I will raise them up on the last day. And um, what it means is to Chris and to Ed, they looked to God and he lifted their addictions off of them.
1: Mine was, I am the bread of life. We were fed by many different churches while in Kaiser, many of them laying out a luxur- luxurious layout of food. After a long day, we were grateful for the food. We met a woman named Sally whose roof we tore off. Whenever she could, she would help us by lending materials and welcoming us into her home so that, so that we could eat comfortably.
2: Your ancestors ate, ate the manna in the wilderness, and they died. This is the bread, of, bread that comes down from heaven. If you all look very tired, so I'm going to explain this. <laughs> um, the halfway house was the manna, and it looked dead. It didn't look that way. Uh, at one point, one of the pe- men that was working on the house with us said that he last spring it was almost pointless working on the house because it was not going to get to the point where they wanted it to build, so it was wasting their time. Um, However, I think on Tuesday when we went to the halfway house instead of working on the roof, uh, was was a message from God that we need to work on this house to help us, to help help us help them. And, uh, I'm glad. I hope that this house becomes becomes a place where uh, the inhabitants can eat the heavenly bread, and I'm glad that by helping to repair the house, that, that this can be possible.
1: Mine was, whoever comes to me will never be hungry. And this reminds us that even if we have lost everything else in this world, you always have your faith to take with you. This can be seen through Ed and Chris's stories, because even though they hit their rough spots in life, they were able to rise above them and make something good out of what was bad.
3: And this is the will of God who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that God has given me." When we started work on the halfway house, began a running joke, which was that that house was not more than half of a halfway house. (laughs) And those of you who were here two years ago, when we talked about the house that we worked on in Burlington, Vermont, may remember that we despaired of that house and what we'd ever be able to do with that house. Let me tell you, we learned when we went to Kaiser West Virginia that the house in Burlington was finished. (laughs) Uh, Looking at that house and thinking practically and realistically about how far they had to go and what needed to be done, it seemed as if that was a project that would never be finished and as if our endeavors were really going to be fruitless. But listening to the stories of Ed and Chris and the others who gathered there for AA meetings and the stories of redemption that we heard from them, I realized that what we were hearing was one of the things that we heard at our morning prayer service every morning, and that is that there is no chasm that cannot be bridged, no loss that cannot be recovered, no mistake that cannot be forgiven, no life that cannot be redeemed. We need. AA groups needed to be successful, the AA groups needed to be successful, that house needed to be built, and it was not going to be by our own hands, but by the hands of God, that that house would be built up. Looking at that and working on that house with faith, we were able, in the course of a few days, really to be able to see some progress. To see port cleared off the floor. Julie did not tell you. She swept at least a th- off of those floors. Uh, hallways, uh, a hallway painted, uh, windows removed where they needed to be. Real progress having been made. And a new connection, again, between helping hands and that house. So that that house now will have windows given by each of the churches in town to replace one of the windows in that house. And there'll be one window in the meeting room that comes from St. Peter's.